spring off! Hey, Bren, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah. You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Film Spring Hey, Bren, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh my god! No! No, I haven't. Of course not. You've Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Did it the out of you? I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your film spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Hey, all. Welcome to another episode of Film Springa, the film show about your favorite films and your sheltered friend who has never seen them. I am Tony and I'm here with... Hey guys, I'm Bryn. And, and this is... I'm your sheltered friend, Jonesy. <laughs> Lena, aka Jonesy. Yeah. You, this week's movie, everybody, I am so excited to get into this with you, you two, but it's the 1990 film Mermaids, starring Mermaids. Cher, Christina Ricci, um, Renita, Renona Ryder, and Bob Hosh, how do you Hoskins. Say Hoskins, yes. So damn cute in this movie. I know. And so we're going to get into this film, everything about it. Body positivity. I know. Thank yep. you for that. Yeah. For some reason, he's very sexy in this film. He, I could not stop smiling right? the entire time he was on screen. I was just like, I was yeah. smiling and the it's opposite so of who framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, that's he's right. He's in Roger sexy. Rabbit. That's right. And he's not at all. The opposite uh, of Smee and Hook. <laughs> I thought Did Smee you was know that because of this film, you know how in, in this film, Mermaids, there is a scene for New Year's where it's a costume party and he dresses up as a pirate? Yeah. Next film he does is Hook playing Oh, that Smee. was his next? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he came Very out cool. in 90, 19, or it was 92, 91, 91, something like that, if I remember right. But I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But I love this film. This is my pick of the week. I love, 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 love this film. Um, so, Bryn, let's start with the plot. Give everybody what the... Should we watch the trailer? We forgot to do that yes, last let's time. Let's watch the trailer. Let's watch the trailer. Uh, yeah. I feel and like get everybody better. in the mood for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming in May from Orion Home Video. Ooh, we're going to play my favorite game. Who's the worst mother in the world? Oh, now don't tell me. Let me guess. Who could it be? Could it be me? Charlotte's mother is many things. Charlotte, we're Jewish. Normal isn't one of them. Okay, how do I look? Like a woman about to go forth in sin. Oh, good. Exactly the look I was hoping for. That's how Rachel liked it. One, two, three. And that's why Charlotte didn't. Sometimes I feel like you're the child and I'm the grown-up. What is this? Cheese ball pick-me-ups and for dessert, marshmallow kebabs. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. I'm trying not to drive too fast. Well, after my mom, nothing seems fast. They have almost nothing in common. Or don't do anything I would. Are you coming home with me? Another night. But there's one thing they do share. Men. You kissed him? How could you do that? Well, if I were you, Charlotte, I'd go easy. I know that you're planning a celibate life, but with half of my chromosomes, I think that might be tough. Has your mother ever talked to you about sex? Oh, yeah. 
I can get pregnant if I hang my clothes next to a man's suit. We talk about everything. She's a wonderful mother. Why did you think you were pregnant? You're still a virgin. Trust me, I know about these things. She's doing this because she has a problem. And she's probably too frightened to talk to you. Why would she be frightened? Like mother, like daughter. Maybe your life works for you, but it doesn't work for me. And I want to stay. And do what? Finish high school. Great start. What's your major, town tramp? No, Mom, the town already has one. Share. I don't always know what I'm doing. It's not like you and your sister came with a book of instructions. Bob Hoskins. Do you want to go out someplace? No. I'm fine. <laughs> Winona Ryder. Please, God, don't let me fall in love and want to do disgusting things. Mermaid. Oh, makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes that, me so happy. That trailer is literally like the best parts of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Which in the whole film is great, but all of like the really good lines are like in that trailer. I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's a very quotable movie. It is very quotable. So give us a synopsis of what it's about, Bryn. So, uh, Mermaids is set, what is it, the 60s? 1963. 1963. Uh, it, it is about a single mom who plays by her own rules while being beautiful and having an amazing body. <laughs> and she has two daughters. And they, I think, in the beginning of the movie, they say they've moved 17 times yeah. that the eldest daughter can count. And it's just about... A raven-haired mom and her raven-haired daughters playing life by their own rules, moving around, having an awesome car, and um, living their lives. So th- the plot of the movie really is just like they move to this small town from another small town, and it's just like the normal things that moms go through with adolescents. The I I knew it was my job to talk about the plot of this movie. While it was happening, I thought, what am I going to say? While I love this movie, I was like, what is this movie about? What happens in this movie? And why is it called Mermaids? Why is it? That was my number one thing. Why is this movie called Mermaids? It's never explained. In which she dresses up. One character dresses up like a mermaid, Cher, obviously, and for a costume party. And that's it. Why is this movie called Mermaids? Fish out of water, maybe? I don't, I don't Not, know. Yeah. That they were like, instead of being, it would make more sense if it was called goldfish. Cause the daughter, Christina Ricci keeps telling the mom to dress up like yes. a goldfish yeah. or and I, I, maybe if it, it said mermaids out of water or something. Cause I get what you're saying. Like instead of fish out of water, they're like elevating it to something more glamorous, like mermaids out of water, but it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, when I was about mermaids or adjacent to mermaids, (laughs) they don't find a mermaid. Yeah, it's (laughs) there is some water involved, mostly pools. Yeah, in a bathtub. There's a lot of bathtub scenes in this film. (laughs) Yeah, and a fabulous mermaid costume, but not enough to hang your your hat on. Yeah, that was one of the things I was like wondering: why mermaids? What do you think, Jonesy? Why why mermaids? Uh, that one I don't know. Um. You're just as stumped as everybody else. Yeah. Well, if Jonesy, if Jonesy can't figure it out, then we're all lost. I know. <laughs> well, I do have a theory as far as plot. I think you're looking from the wrong character's point of view. 
Mm-hmm. I think if you look at it from Cher's point of view, you're like, what is this movie has no plot, has no story, what's it about? Even However, if you look at it from the teenager's point of view, what is this movie about? It's about a teenager's sexual awakening. Yeah, it's a coming of age story is what yeah. it is. Is it? Yeah, yes. I would say it is. Do You don't think so? If you are looking at it through Winona's character's lens, then yeah. I would say, yeah, maybe coming of age, mother daughter film for sure. (laughs) I love the women empowerment. Like it was all very much about the female unit. I just feel like there were so many sides. I mean, I love this movie, but like, I feel like they don't get too deep into any of it. Like they don't get too deep into Sharon Bob Hoskins relationship. They don't get too deep into even Winona Ryder's sexuality. It's just sort of like, she thought she was pregnant from a kiss and then she wasn't she gets fingered by a gynecologist who somehow knows she has a hymen in 2.5 seconds <laughs> which i always that was really interesting no bedside manner so disturbed by that it's yeah. me too i have notes um so the yeah, thing sorry. i found interesting with this film was it went through um two directors before they landed on the final director of the film um yeah. the original director let me see if i could if i remember his name or if i can pull it up but I think his last name was Oz. Um, it was Frank Oz, I believe, was the original director. But but they wanted they want the original concept of the film they wanted to do was much darker than what we yeah, see, where Charlotte actually is suicidal or she commits suicide at one point in the film, and Cher yeah. was not happy. <laughs> so Cher and Winona Ryder were bumping heads with the original director, and so they got rid of him. Somebody else came in and did it. Um, but it was finally, I want to say Laz, it was some uh, Swedish director. I can't pronounce his name, but I think he's the one who ended up doing the final directing of the film. Um, but it's based off of a novel, is what it's yeah. originally based off of. Um, and the novel by Patty Dan is the author. She watched the film like before it was released, and she loved it. She, she thought liked it, was, it. Yeah, the one thing yeah. I found interesting that she said is that she watched it without the soundtrack in the music, um, and she loved Weird. it. And then when she watched the finished film, it was really hard for her to watch it with the soundtrack because she's never when she was writing the book she wasn't thinking yeah and it was probably more cerebral for her and like they the movie is very much about the soundtrack like the songs and like very much of the time that's cool i would never watch a movie without the soundtrack I know that's so so, so bizarre. And Christina Ricci, a very young Christina Ricci, I think she was oh, nine or little. ten. This was the first film she's ever done. This was her so film cute. debut. I know. They all look very much alike. And I did read that um, Cher was difficult on this set. Really? Yeah, because they went through. I think at least the first director left because. Share was difficult, yeah. and they had originally cast another girl as the daughter. Mm-hmm. Who I forget the actress's name. Um, oh, God, it's I had Emily down something. Emily something. I can't. I had it written down, and now I can't find it. God dang it! But anyway, so she originally got cast in the film, but she looked nothing like Cher. They couldn't be daughters. She was blonde, so she ended up suing. Oh, or, or the production company, the producers, and all of that won the case, but her career kind of died after that. No, oh, 
I did a deep dive. This has, I'm sorry, guys, this has nothing to do with the movie. I did a deep dive. So she said that she, their first day on set like this, she was a rising English actress, very hot. She got offered the lead in Pretty Woman. Really? Turned it down to do mermaids. And the first day on set, Cher goes, you don't genetically look like me and had her fired. Wow. And then wow. she said her career started. So she lost out on not only did she lose out, but she was like, I turned down pretty woman for this. Yeah. That's awful. So then she sued them. Yeah, she and settled out of court, I think. And then her career kind of never took off after that. It was like suicidal and she had a yeah. lot of problems. We could just do a side story. I on know. This <laughs> yeah, is when I did a deep dive. I was like, how dare you care? <laughs> She could have dyed her hair. I did. I know. See, um, you guys were talking about this. Sorry, my dog is sick. So apologies for vacating the frame. Um, if you were listening to the podcast, you would not have noticed because Tony and I talked for a really long time. We Sorry about that, guys. Um, but I was going to say, I did see that this was Christina Ricci's very, very, very first film. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We said that. Yeah. For those of you listening to the podcast, Lena left and came back and um, yeah. she has information, but yes, very yeah. cute, tiny Christina Ricci, her first film. Yeah. And, and this I love was Winona Ryder's eighth or ninth film at this point. And she was so 18 good. when she filmed this. She looked so young. Yeah. Very young. But I also She's- found, you know, the song that Cher sings in the Shoop Shoop song is oh, yeah. from this movie, and it hit number one in the UK for five weeks. Did you know that? No, and it hit here, Billboard. It hit on. Um, it was number thirty-three on the billboards here on Billboard here in that, the US. Oh, really? Yeah. Where can do anything? This totally also doesn't have to do with the podcast, but um, my favorite tweet of all time is from Cher. And yeah. it's when um, Trump was doing all the stuff with the dreamers and Cher tweets this thing. She, and says like, if you can, you have to take a dreamer into your home. You have to make sure that they're protected. And the woman yeah. ha- um, tweets back, like subtweets her and goes, oh yeah, Cher, I'll believe it when I see it. And um, Cher, Cher tweets back in all caps, then keep your eyes open, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I love. I that. love Cher, and I, watching I this Cher. movie, I I was thinking Cher's a good actress. I guess she I is. I mean, she she's is. won. She won for Moonstruck, and I believe she has another mm-hmm. Oscar. I forget what for, but she was nominated originally for Silkwood with Meryl Streep. Yeah. Remember? Yes. Um, and then she did The Mask, which I think she got a lot of buzz, but she didn't get nominated for that one. Yeah, um, which is of Eastwick was around this time too. Love that movie. I know. I love that Never movie. Never seen too. it. Never seen Moonstruck. Or the other one you Why said. Why am I not surprised? Of course not. <laughs> the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Cher uh, was a sinner in my household. So I Cher was? Cher. Yeah. Oh, I could see. I can see. I think Cher's a sinner in her own household and she's happy about it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. she based the character of Rachel Flax um, off of her mom. Really? Yeah. I love that. In an interview, she said she based it off of her mom. And all of the costuming of Cher was Cher bringing in Polaroids of what her mom wore. So a lot no of way. the cost, all of Cher's costuming was done by Cher. She so had a like cute. huge input and costumed her after her mother. I so love that. I, I know. Amazing. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's awesome. I, I know. And um, I don't know. This film, it's just... 
it's they said that it could have gone two ways. It could have gone very nostalgic because it takes place in 1963. Um, but the reason why it worked was because of Cher, because Cher was an icon in the 60s, mm-hmm. in the mid to late 60s. So for her to play a character in 1963, it yeah. worked. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then it's like a parallel universe. Does Cher also exist in this universe? I know. And Does Rachel Flax listen to Cher? I know. <laughs> Did Rachel Flax <laughs> sing along to Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves? Does she? I wonder. <laughs> and Cher has a sister. So growing up, Cher said this film was her mom and her and her sister. She was the That's older so of the rad. two, and her sister was the youngest. So. Was her mom a single mom as well? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So this movie meant a lot to her. Yeah. Yeah. That's no right. wonder I, she was so difficult on it. <laughs> <laughs> she had, she was like, I want it my way. But when you watch interviews with Cher, she has that air about her where she's like, you don't like it? Fuck it. Fuck it. Oh, fuck my it. God. Yeah. And I, no, I, not fuck sure. it. Fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie came out in the 90s with a lot of other films in the 90s. And a lot of people don't know this film or it gets a like, lot of people don't know about this movie. It's really surprising. Through, it's so great. Yeah, it's I think it's really because it's about ladies. That's true. That's You're true. Right. Gay men right. and other women love this film. Yeah, <laughs> that's he loves it. <laughs> speaking speaking of which, Tony, let's talk about what this movie means to you. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> that's so because this, this is literally you. one of my 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 favorite films of like all time. I love this film. Um, I first watched it when I was probably in my early early twenties, if not eighteen or nineteen, and it was introduced to me by my uncle, my gay uncle, is the one who. He was obsessed with the movie when it Love came it. out. It. He's introduced me to a lot of pop culture when I was younger. Um, but when I f- saw this film, I was already had left home, all of that kind of stuff. I was on my own, doing my thing. And this film resonated with me because I saw a lot of Charlotte's character in me growing in up. Dealing with Jehovah Witness, growing up as a Jehovah Witness and super religious, knowing I was gay. And you know, Jonesy, you're going to relate to this, that inner monologue that you always have, like everything you do is, God, please, God, don't strike me dead. Please, God, don't strike me dead. I was praying all the time for everything. Right? Thank you. So was (laughs) I as a kid. So when I watched this film, a lot of that was like, oh, my God. But the other half was I wanted to be Rachel Flax. I thought she was so cool. And just like gets up, picks up, leaves, does everything her way. And Rachel Flax reminded me of my mom raising kids all before kids all by herself. So this this film, like for me, like resonated a lot because I saw a lot of parallels with what was going on like in my life, not at the time, but as a as a kid, as a teenager, dealing with the religion, knowing I wasn't going to stay in the religion, all of that. But I had watched the film for many times after the first time for years, and then I hadn't watched it probably for a good, probably two or three years, and then I rewatched it again for this show, and it still resonated. It was still kind of triggering. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> but um I noticed a lot of things this time around that I didn't pick up on the film the first time first hundred times I seen it, which was very interesting <laughs> for me. But yeah, that's how it, it to me it's a very nostalgic film and it makes me feel very happy. Um 
And I just yeah. relate to it a lot. How about you, Bren? How about when was the first time you were exposed to mermaids? So I first saw mermaids when I was in middle school. And it's funny because, I mean, you guys know if you've listened to the podcast that I had like no restrictions on uh, what I watched at all. And my family, my, I grew up deeply Catholic. And I feel like I'm the least triggered out of the three of us by the Catholicism in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And you're the Catholic. And I know. Because I was never like that. And I, but I knew people like that and like all the saints and stuff and all the stuff that she talks about were things that we learned about and talked about and like all the repenting. So like when I watched it, I remember thinking it was funny yeah. because I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just remember loving it. I, so rewatching this movie, I smiled the whole time. I was smiling See, the whole me time. Too. Me too. Like, this is so sweet. I remember just thinking like, what a sweet, wholesome movie. Um, if you've wholesome. listened to the podcast before. Yeah. I, I, I thought loved, it was wholesome. We are going to argue about this later. Oh, I could already feel it with Jonesy. <laughs> I, um, I remember thinking what a lovely mother daughter relationship, because I have a very fraught relationship with my mother, um, mm. which has caused all my therapy. Uh, so you'll learn this about me, but I remember thinking like, what an awesome mom who's like involved in her kids' lives and talking to them and they're spending time together. And maybe it was also because I have four brothers and sisters that yeah. there were always too many of us to get one-on-one -on -one attention. But I remember thinking how, sweet and she's making them weird little hors d'oeuvres for breakfast <laughs> I know. And bobs and that's so cute and they're doing crafts together and like they get to go on adventures in the car and leave from town to town and like i don't know i loved share i thought that this was like such a i don't know a nice family dynamic you guys can't see this but lena is looking at me like i've grown <laughs> she, a i know head. she's like you guys it's are so did we watch bizarre. the same thing <laughs> Yeah. And I, I have to agree with Bryn, and maybe it's because I, I didn't grow I grew up with my family looking like a single mom raising the kids yeah. by herself. So I was watching this going, oh, that's kind of how I grew up. Yes, it's endearing to me. Yeah, it, you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe that's why my viewpoint's a little different than Jonesy's. And then also just like the Winona writer character when she's wishing for all that stuff, she's like, please let me not lie so much. And I related to that as a young girl who lied a lot. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> just for no reason. Um, so I just like, I have very sweet, fond memories. Me and then, you know, rewatching it, I was just smiling the whole time. It made me so happy. I know. I love the style of it. Before we get in, because uh, before we unpack Jones' yeah. opinion, we're going to talk a little more about the film. I do want to yeah. talk about the like the fashion of the film. You know the green sweater Cher wears? Yes. I don't it. know why I was obsessed with that Love sweater. Love it. It's the, the way film. that it hangs on her. I yes. know. Like, it's so... Um, Every one of her outfits. Every it, one. You're absolutely made right. for her. Yeah. Even the ones that should look Bad. dumb... <laughs> <laughs> like don't. dumb like costumey or like bad look amazing on her yeah and she pulls it off and her makeup's flawless and the hair the hair house. yes and her hair and you buy that the three of them are a family there's Absolutely. never sure. there's not one point of the film where i was not sold that they are all related and Cher is the mom yeah and they um i read in that Winona Ryder and Cher have both given interviews throughout their careers. Mm -hmm. And they said that when they met, it was like 
that was it. They're yeah. like instantly connected and getting along and like had that chemistry right away. And I think that really poured through. Winona Ryder was amazing in this, in this movie. Film. Oh, so good. Let's she- see a sequel. With uh, all three of them. Oh, right? hey. I would wow, like grown that. Up. That would yes. be really, really interesting. Now. Where's Lou? I don't think Bob Hoskins is around anymore, though. Oh, I don't know. I loved him in this film. Bob Hoskins was He's so, so good. This is the thing so sexy. Thing. Right? So sexual. His expressions. His yeah. facial expressions. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's where that scene in Titanic came from? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and he's such a bad painter. The film, the oh man, oh, but so his bad. facial expressions are so <laughs> like I don't know. They just make you like, oh my god, I want to be his friend. He's <laughs> tickled I mean? by her and her daughters, yeah. and also I love how he calls her out on her bullshit. Oh and- yeah, oh. the scene when they're when she comes back from Boston and he made dinner with the daughters and paints the room paints the and then room. they get in that fight and when he says i've never wanted to hit a woman so that much i had I wanted- an issue with that yeah I that but you got to remember that the time that 1963 that is true but i'm like bob hoskins how often are you thinking about hitting women i know <laughs> i never wanted him so that but right and he says when you're wrong you're so wrong so and then wrong. The, the scene on the stairs and he says um us. us and the look on his face when she starts saying there is no us me and the girls are and he's like i meant us He's like, girl, oh, that like, oh, man. This was Oscar worthy acting on his part for sure. I thought all the acting in the film was great. There was not Mm -hmm. a week, a week chain, but we do have to talk about it. Except for Jake Ryan. I was just going to bring up Jake Ryan. All he has to do is just Does Jake Ryan ever, he doesn't act. He just is everyone like. (laughs) I felt like he was reading cue cards. Or like he yeah. had the lines written down on his hand. That's him in every us. movie. Uh, look at, at look at Sixteen Candles. No, better. Sixteen Candles. He was better. He was better in Sixteen Candles. He was more the eye candy. He is the eye candy. He's the hunk of the film. Are you on Quaaludes? Is what I was thinking. Like he was speaking so slowly, and I was like, "What backstory have you given yourself, Jake Ryan?" Yeah. That necessitates this well, sort the- of. The actor, Michael Sheffield. Sheffield? Sheffling. Sheff- shuffling. Shuffling. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you know the yeah. people that know this. If you're watching at home, we're just sitting at home screaming. There you go. We just know him as Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan. <laughs> I do like. I That's like, not even his name in this no, movie. No, it's not. <laughs> but everybody knows him as Jake Ryan it's from Six Candles. His it's name is Joe in the film. Um, I do have to. I do love where it's set in Mich- uh, Massachusetts up there. But do you notice they film during Halloween, Christmas, New Year's? But there's never any snow. Never any snow. No, that's a continuity. I didn't error. notice that. Yeah. you're right. Never any snow. And when she says the line about astroturf, astroturf wasn't um, invented till 1965. And it was 1963. Yeah, I had that issue with her costume as well. I was like, this is a very eight, her mermaid costume. Oh, yeah. The the mermaid was totally not what you would have gotten in 1963. Yeah, like the wig was 80s. The whole thing was 80s. And I was like, I do not think that this is how in the 60s you would dress up to be a mermaid. But it's Cher, so nobody cared. (laughs) Exactly. The rest of the costumers 
or costumed people, you know, yeah. where they're dressed up like pilgrims and that kind of stuff. I'm like, that is right. yeah. costumes. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the most memorable lines in the film for both of you? So when she says, please, God, don't let me fall in love and want to yeah. do disgusting things. That's obviously the best. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I like when she looks out the window and she goes, don't do anything I, I wouldn't do. Don't do anything I would. <laughs> I used to say that to my roommate in college. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. A real woman is never, never. too old. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love that. And what is, what is, um, the the uh, Christina Ricci and Cher are on the thing, and they're like staying in one place is dying is staying in or dwelling yeah. in the past or staying in one place too long. It's, yeah, exactly. Yes. One. Or yeah. this prayer: Give me strength to not sit on his lap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she did lick his jacket. Oh, which is so funny. And when she turns the, the oh, thermos God. around and she's like, his lips are yes, touching my lips. Yes. It's so funny. And a lot of her inner monologues, I have had similar ones. Oh, yes. the thermos, his lips are touching mine. I have had. 100%. <laughs> right. Like, we are now kissing. Yep. Their age yep. difference is creepy. That's what I wanted to talk about. Pedophilia. How old is Joe in the film? Fourteen, right? Or fifteen? No, Joe, twenty-six. Oh, sorry. Six, and she's supposed to be fifteen. And everybody's okay with them dating. Her mom encourages it. Her mom's like, "You're old enough for a boyfriend now. Go get it, girl." Was that that a norm in 1963? I feel like it kind of was a maybe a little bit more acceptable. Okay. Uh, It still should have had people wagging their finger. (laughs) Oh, also the line where um. Shares like, what do you want to do here? And she's like, I want to finish high school. And uh, she's like, Oh yeah, what's your major going to be? Town tramp. She's like, No, mom, the this town already tramp. has. A we tramp. have that scene. Let's watch <laughs> like, that yeah, scene. It's the best that. fight scene. Please, it's so I, good. And the acting is so good so in this good. scene. I love it. I am yes. sick and tired of being judged by you. You're a kid. Okay, when you become an adult, you can live your life any way you want to. But until then, we're gonna live my life my way. Start packing. No! I said pack! This movie's on you, and if Loverboy doesn't like it, that's too goddamn bad. No, this is not about him. This is about me, okay? That's over. He is gone. He is left. Surprise, gone. surprise. No, it's not like that. Look, maybe your life works for you, but it doesn't work for me. And I want to stay. And do what? Finish high school. Great start. What's your major, town tramp? No, Mom, the town already has one. There is a line in that fight scene that... I remember actually saying to my mom, Oh my God, amazing. If your life, your life doesn't work for me because she was Jehovah Witness, still is. And I remember when I was, I knew I wasn't going to stay in the religion. I've had that same conversation. Like it works for you, but that's not my life. Your life is not going to be my life. I I don't want your life. Did you know she actually slept with an writer in that scene? For that take, they did it, it a few times. Sounded, it sounded yeah. like it. And in that take that they used for the film, she actually slapped her. I was like, I said it to myself today. I was like, that's a real slap. Yeah. She, I, I, you said it to myself. I was like, holy moly. <laughs> that was real. That was real. It's a real but, slap. Oh, man. That scene, I'm like, shoot. That reminds me of when I was a kid. Oh, my God. I know. Nightmare to my mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Even huh? this, I remember thinking even the fight was nice because like my mom wouldn't even give me attention to fight. So I remember thinking, yeah, right. 
right? Yeah, <laughs> Cher did not at first. The first instant, she ignored her. All right, let's get into what Lena thinks. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the first oh, time Lena has ever seen. What? What? Go ahead, Bryn. It's it's halfway through. So should yeah. we do six degrees? <gasps> yes, let's pick six degrees so everybody can okay. think about it before the end of the show. Before okay, the end of the go show. ahead. Okay. Who should we pick? Um, I think we should do someone other than Cher. Other than Cher, yeah. So Winona Ryder or Christina Ricci. What about? Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. And then if we're going to do someone from the next movie. Which is? Well, we'll say it at the end. I'll say, I'll say, let's do Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Yeah. Christina Christina Ricci Ricci to Sharon Stone. Oh my God. We can do it. Okay. Okay. We'll figure it out by the end of the show. Yeah. Weren't they in a movie together where she had a pig snout? Sharon Stone? No, Penelope. Yes. Yeah. But Sharon Stone wasn't in that film. Stone wasn't in that movie. Not in Penelope. I thought she had a minor role. I don't think she did. There was a Cusack in that movie and a, a Witherspoon. Maybe no, I remember Witherspoon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll so Jonesy has never seen this film ever until now. So let's get your take on it watching from Virgin Eyes. Yeah. Such Please. a fitting phrase for this film. <laughs> it is so fitting. <laughs> from and Virgin Eyes. What did you think, Jonesy? I loved the film. Okay. I really um like i said at the top i feel like this film does have a plot if you look at it from winona Ryder's lens um i think Cher was a very bad mother disagree disagree (laughs) um i felt like there was a lot of neglect which i feel like is okay i'm gonna let you go yeah Um, i have i have to (laughs) chime in later on that Yeah, chime in now. Go ahead. See, I you grew up with time. two. Everyone, I'm like the babysitter. Yeah, and you grew me. up with two parental units. My mom worked all the time, so That's there dumb. was no choice but for us to take care of ourselves. You, you learn, you learn it early, and you just. And I was the oldest of four kids, so yeah. I understand being the third parent. Um, mm-hmm. I understand being the forever babysitter but i still feel like there were a lot of moments where winona's character was parenting her sister she put herself in that role okay climax of the movie that whole scene would not have happened if there was a parent being a parent she would just, she can't have one night off. Oh, oh, is that the first night she had off? Because the whole movie okay. shows otherwise. It's a round of law. I and I don't think that. that a single mother's social life should be the primary care of the families. And I disagree with that as well. So wait, let's <laughs> stop for a second. Bryn is actually a mother and has yes. a daughter. So you're uh, yeah. speaking from a mother point of view, which yeah, and I saying, think is great. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's share. Go out. Okay. And have I, a night off. I do think it was three. messed up when she kissed Jake Ryan yeah. in front of the house. That, that was so messed up. And then she was very flippant about it. I didn't like that. But, but also the Rachel Flax character who is never referred to most of the movie as Rachel. Mrs. It's Flax. Mrs. Flax. Mrs. Flax even says at one point, you two did not come with a handbook. I'm going to make yep. mistakes. I don't know what I'm doing. 
I'm so learning it pretty much as as I go along. You know what I mean? I didn't think there was neglect. I didn't think she was a bad She's parent. She's making them hors d'oeuvres. She, how yeah. many toothpicks does this woman but have? She, she never was involved with their life. Huh? is for never making a meal, but rather making them hors d'oeuvres or star shaped sandwiches. What's wrong with that? Parents like that. What's wrong with I that? I love that. <laughs> you should be able, at some point in your child's life, be able to make your child a meal. Which I'm she sure got, she did at some kebabs. point. In the movie, they literally say she's never, never made a meal in her life. They had an hors d'oeuvres, an entree, and a dessert. Healthy. <laughs> True, <Kebabs. Brenda. laughs> They were healthy? Yeah. Healthy. Was anything Kebabs. healthy in 1963? That's I mean, that's fair. People <laughs> eat, like, jello molds. I was yeah. going to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird jello mold. What else, Jonesy, about this yeah. film? I mean, I really did. Also, the pedophilia bothered me a lot. I that also that is what like it is. Jake yeah, Ryan's is. character, I know that's not his name, um, <laughs> was a horrible human being. He, he should have stopped that relationship yeah. so early on. Yeah. And this, he should have stopped the kiss with the mom. Like all of that. So wrong. Maybe he was Cher just comes dumb. up to kiss you and you're going to push her away. I don't <laughs> if think I'm so. I'm going no. after her daughter and I am after little kids. Then yeah. So okay. I saw from a young gay man's point of view. Oh my God. I would have <laughs> loved to have an older gentleman like Jake Ryan. Oh yeah. I'm not me. saying that's <laughs> not what I wanted. I, Okay, I wanted a Jake Ryan to kiss me when I was 15, but that's wrong. <laughs> it is it is legally wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Yes. And yes. okay, here's another thing. Going back to the neglect. You want to know how I know she's a neglectful parent? Because when Winona right runs away, what does she want? She wants a mom and dad and a family unit that can take care of her and listen to her. Cause here's my big thing from the film of why I think Cher was a neglectful mom is she never gave Winona Ryder until the very, 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 very end, the space to be herself. She was always trying to project onto her different experiences that she had had or was just not seeing her daughter's experiences at all or made light of them. And to me, that's not a good parent. That's what parents do, though. Like, but that's bad parenting. But wouldn't you say Cher did the same thing to Winona Ryder, or when I know Ryder did the same thing to Cher? She judged her for her life. Yeah. She's All a child. Time. She's a teenager. But she, but she's, she's a, a teenager. But she wants this life. But really, it's like you always want the life you don't have. Like that's true. It wasn't Cher's fault the dad wasn't around. It was the dad's fault. No, but it was Cher's fault that she never gave her a stable home. I did not know this movie was going to get so heated. It was Cher's fault that she never gave her a stable home. Cher's character in the films tells Charlotte, you were only a year younger than me when I had you. So so Rachel Flax's character was a young adult. She wasn't a grown-up. She wasn't like a 30, 40-year-old woman with life. They had a nice-ass house. They had a nice car. She registered them for school right away. Went to back to school night. She was a swim team. For the first time. For the first time. And she only went to back to school night because she wanted that Bob Hoskins tail. Well, you know, I respect the game. (laughs) 
I'm just saying, don't act like she was doing that for her daughter. I thought she was a she great wasn't. parent in the film. I would have wanted a, a Rachel Flax as a mother. I, I grew or be up a Rachel Flax. <laughs> thinking, yeah, this is the mom I want to be like. And what a nice mom to have. And in the end, they're still happy together. You know what's really crazy is all, all I would like of the. I to see the sequel. All of the <laughs> hundred. So happy. <laughs> all of the hundred times I have watched this film, I never once thought the character of Rachel Flax was a horrible parent. Never once. Never once. I don't think she's Wild. a horrible parent. I think or even a bad a, parent. She's neglectful. a neglectful mother. Never once. I never got that. that. No, me neither. I grew up in a family where you had an overbearing mother who was involved in every aspect of your life, made breakfast, didn't let me have a cafeteria lunch because she made my lunch. I'm not saying Parents that's the right style good. of parenting. Yeah. I'm just saying that's I can tell you, you from the with. church's perspective, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a single parent is bad. Yeah. And so what would your parents? Yeah. Let's talk about mama and papa yeah. Jones. Whoa. Yes. That's wait, before we go there, I have an interesting, when you just said the church looks at a single parent as yes. being bad, when yes. we were growing up as Jehovah Witnesses, which I left the religion like when I was 17 and 18, but I remember going to meetings, they were called meetings, and my mom got that, that, what's it called? Like that feeling from that the vibe. Church, that yeah, vibe. As, as, because she was a single mother raising four kids on her own, people judged her in the church for it. It's awful, but they judge the parent who stays more than yeah. they judge the parent that leaves. That is well, so true, Jonesy. Like, shouldn't you be supporting them? They're in your church. They have the same. Oh, no. The church like will support them, but while the judging them behind yeah. their back. Would you and say. And also with a heavy dose of pity going, well, I don't know what you did to bring about this situation upon yeah. you and your children, but I guess I'll help you because it's, I'm such a good person. You're so that. right. That pity, that exact, yeah. that attitude. I remember my mom dealing with. Well, we and I remember going growing up, especially as a teenage girl, and basically the worst thing that I could ever become was a parent of a child out of wedlock. Yeah, that was driving the same me thing in Catholic. So much, yes, that yeah. that would have been the worst thing I could ever do to myself, yeah. to that child, to anybody. Mm -hmm. And no discussion was ever about the guy. Yeah. I think because of that attitude that the religion gave my mom, that's kind of was one of the seeds that really made me resent organized religion. I'm because sure. you were supposed to be an organization that is loving, supportive, but yet you're pitying and judging a woman who it wasn't her choice to raise yeah. us all by herself. It was my dad's the one who left. Yeah. But they had that that just that vibe towards her and looked down on us as the She's kids. Lesser than yes, and I think that really stems a lot of my dislike yeah. for the the what's the religion. It really well, and did. It also, it spreads. The kids are therefore lesser than because they did not have a two parent household. There's no way that those kids from that family to the point. When I was growing up and I eventually, I wasn't allowed to date when I was in high school. So I didn't date until I was in college really. But when I did, 
my parents would ask if they came from a home with two parents and if they didn't I dated a guy whose mom had um been divorced three times and my and then had been with her fourth husband for about 10 years and my parents were very very upset about that fact alone there were other things they didn't like but they were like there's you should not be with someone whose mom has been divorced four times there's no way you're gonna have a successful relationship he's not gonna be a good person there's no way that he could be um we didn't have a successful relationship (laughs) for other reasons none of that was because yeah but yeah it's very much ingrained that a two-parent household even if it's abusive alcoholic love empty anything is still better better than a one-parent household Mm -hmm. which is always a single mother household if it's a single father we pity him in a different way we pity him in a way that we admire him yeah it is so now like this movie brought up all of that for me (laughs) which is interesting (sighs) because i think it's interesting that lena you had a different childhood within the religion different than what i grew up in very organized religion do you know what do you know what i mean but still it was still somewhat the same and very restricted um and the religious guilt in this film that charlotte's character she puts on herself yeah she does yeah and none of it's coming from her mom it's reactionary to her mom and her mom because they're not catholic (laughs) we're not catholic we're jewish Oh, interesting. We're not Greek. We're Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Interesting fact, though. Um, in an interview that Wayne Ryder did for the film about Charlotte, she says that she believes the character of Charlotte was never going to be a nun. It was just what she was interested in at the moment. And a lot of it was to rebel against what her mother was mm-hmm. doing. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And I got that vibe as well. Yeah. Um, same here. Yeah. You know, I, I actually wrote a no. I was just like, teenagers are weird, man. So weird. <laughs> yeah. Because it is that thing that you are just, it's rebelling random for rebellion's thing. sake. Because if your parent, it goes to show like, it's like if your parents are religious, mm-hmm. then you do whatever. But then if your parents aren't religious, then you become religious. So yeah. it's like yeah. rebelling in the weirdest ways, like just against what you're being taught and seen. Yeah. Well, and a- if you see your mom as a sinner, then you're going to become pious. True. But yeah. I think I part of the movie that I really liked is that the town didn't seem to shun her or like no. she got invited to the New Year's party and did and the um coach came up to her and was like Christina Ricci is so great at swim, but did you catch it that um the the female coach ran up and then and then the uh, lesbian the lesbian a, couple I love that. I love that. I noticed it the first time I watched the classic the film. PE teacher, true. Uh-huh. And the teacher in the car, Miss Carter, is yeah. the same teacher who busts the girls smoking in the bathroom at the oh, beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I did you know, know in that swim meet scene, the two kids sitting directly behind Cher and Winona Ryder is Christina Ricci's brother and sister. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's in the film. Cool. I will say, um, I perceived her interaction with the town quite differently. Oh really? Um, I are just looking at this movie from a completely different I angle. No, it's so Tony and I. So what? Okay, I will say there were people in the town that accepted her, and I feel like they pointed out 
and with reason, the people in the town that accepted her. Um, so Bob Hoskins, the single Jewish shoe store owner whose wife left him. Yeah. So he's already defunct. And then we've got the lesbian coach okay. defunct in a religious world. I, I'm saying in all of this in a religious world, right? Okay. And then um, the makeup lady who is in the 1963, a working woman defunct. Mm -hmm. And then we go to parents night at the school. She did not. And also, um, what, what was it? Oh yeah, it was still parents night. Um, all of the parents avoided her. And if you watch the scenes in the background, they're gossiping about her in the background. So the parents did not like her. It was the career woman. It was the lesbian coach. It was the. I did not. That's did, my point. You know what I saw with that is that the character also of Rachel, that, that the character of Rachel Flax knew this and did not give two fucks about Correct. it. Correct. And Correct. I think that resonated more than the people in the background or people may not accepting her in the town, half of the, her not getting accepted by the people in the town was her choice not to be accepted yeah. by these people. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm saying that's why there was the distinction between the group of people that accepted her. And then you saw the scenes where there were groups of people who weren't accepting her and her just going, I'm going to live my life. I guess that wasn't really highlighted for me. Me neither. Like, I didn't even notice in a, it. Really. In a movie like this, if that was going to be part of the tension, mm -hmm. that they would highlight it. I felt uh, it was highlighted. I didn't think there was any yeah, tension it. within the town. What about how they viewed her movie. at all? What about when her first scene when she's working for the lawyer and there's the uh, lawyer's yeah, fiance? That yeah. yeah, that was another scene where she's getting disdain for who she is. I thought that that was just like, look at this beautiful woman. I did too. Working for my fiance. I don't like yeah. this. Yeah, that's I how I read it. Got the feeling that it was, I know the types that take this job. I see you're a single parent because your kids are outside the window. I'm judging you. I didn't get you that are vibe watching at all. Movie. Yeah, I you got the vibe that on Mars and yeah. we are on Venus. Isn't I got the that vibe the point that the... of this show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But I got <laughs> well, the vibe like that your... he she was looking at her like this. This is this like, woman's gonna take my man because my she fiance. got her. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Not and about being not a singer mother she, or any of that. But that's no. the same way that the. But to me, that's why people judge single mothers. Is it's well, you're a loose cannon. I can't figure you out because you should have figured out your spouse to make him stay. Yeah, or your I baby do. Daddy. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm not saying this is right. I'm saying this is the viewpoint that people who judge single mothers take. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with the point that you're making, Lena, which is that single mothers are terrible. And I'm not <laughs> no, friend, it's okay. I'm kidding. I'm it's joking. Like I'm I want to know, Lena, what, you. I want to know, Lena, what your parents would have thought of this yeah. movie. I've literally, everything All I've been that. saying the past few <laughs> mo minutes is what they would be saying. You know, I am kidding. Everything that I'm saying about single mothers is what I was raised yeah. because they thought that about single mothers. Like I said, that was the worst thing mm -hmm. that I could ever be. 
and was I was shunned from before I even was close to puberty to don't you ever, ever let yourself be in this situation. In that situation. Yeah. So what would Ma and Pa Jones say? Everything I just said. So they would have hated the film. <laughs> I have no doubt that they saw this movie and ripped it apart, thought, you know, it was every representation of bad parenting, um, every representation of how you could go wrong and make a bad teenager. Because the other thing that would be the worst thing I could ever do is just premarital sex. Even if he kept a rubber on, that still would have been the worst thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're tied. Having a yeah. child out of wedlock and premarital sex, the worst things you can do. Do you think that's why you're, well, that's probably why you looked at this film yes. going, she was a neglectful parent because of your parents' beliefs and what of they the, raised yeah. you. So yes. that you're watching it kind of through those eyes, actually. The film. I'm not lying. Uh, yeah. I'm not denying that. I'm not trying to say that's not the lens that I'm viewing it through. Yeah. Um, but it, it is. I also can recognize that that's bullshit. Um, yeah. And yeah. that single mothers have the hardest job of anyone you could ever. Yeah. Yep. I would even argue they have a harder job than the president. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I have so many single mother friends and I think they are amazing, strong, fierce women who are doing so many things I can't even imagine that do I ever want to disparage them? No. Um, do I think leaving your kid alone to raise another kid? I feel like the climax scene could have been prevented. But it's all circumstantial too. Also, no, it's all circumstantial. You say we also leaving never a mom know to another. Mom. Hold on, leaving uh, the daughter to another child to raise the younger children. Sometimes, as a single parent, you don't have a choice because you have to go out and put food on the table for your kids because you yeah. do not have a spouse. So you kind of have no mean, other choice. I'm not I trying to be like, up I, on single mothers yeah. that don't have another choice. I don't want to sound that insensitive. I just think that there yeah. are there were better ways that Cher could have been present for her children before a tragedy happens. It would have been great if she had worked harder to through the film to connect with Winona because she knew she was going through something. And yes, she there was one scene where she made an effort, but I felt like there were a lot more scenes where she kind of did what a lot of parents do to teenagers um, and yeah. just brush them off. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna categorically disagree, but we have some stuff, we have stuff to wrap up. Like I did not I know. know this was gonna be so controversial. <laughs> I know. Maybe um, this is how we create a Patreon where we have <laughs> a follow-up show where we just need to wrap yeah. up. 
But you know, we still have more to say. One of my my favorite parts of the film is when Christina Ricci puts on the pumpkin, the pumpkin. and she so walks random. in Rachel Flax. Christina Ricci was the best part of this movie. Because it's like Cher's genuine reaction to it. I know. Yeah. She's like, you dumb little idiot. It's like a reaction. Yeah. I mean, we can go on for another hour about this film. There was a lot of yeah. other stuff we didn't unpack. Um, but since we're, we're running out of time, I do want to go through our final grades for yeah. the film. So I know last week, Bryn, you gave the film what grade originally? I think I gave it an A. Yeah, I thought so too. I would continue taking off my nostalgia goggles to give it an A. I love how you always have just one. I know. (laughs) I didn't want to move my other hand. You guys don't see me, but on the podcast, I take off my nostalgia goggles every time. But she only has one. It's like a monocle. Like Heather. Like Renona Ryder's character in Heather. Heather's, yeah. Uh, Tony, what what about you? Last week I gave it an A plus. This week I'm giving it an A plus 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 plus. I love it. I love it. I love it. It, If anything, the film got better this time around for me. Yes, agree. One hundred percent. How about you, Jonesy? First time watching it. Film an A plus. Oh, look at you! I really did enjoy this film. I enjoyed the coming of age. I enjoyed the girls' sexual awakening. I enjoy girl sexual awakening. <laughs> well, I, I I have so much more to say about this yeah. film. I know we didn't unpack I know. the religious guilt. What are we all pairing this film with, Lena? Yes. What do you, what would you pair this film with? Um, I guess a marshmallow Shish fruit kebab. hard man <laughs> candy kebab. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. And um. A Christina Ricci chugged red wine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> a good mix. Double hands. Just. I know. What about you, Bryn? I'm going to say Sugar like sangria, overlay. like a cheap sangria. Uh huh. And um, like Vienna sausages with toothpicks. <laughs> that's the best. That's a better pairing than mine. I'm going to go with um, a holiday fruit, like a fruit punch that's spiked. <laughs> yes. I love that. And. Like if I had to pick something now, like taquitos or or a nice a, a dur- like a taquito. Yes, a taquito. Yes, <laughs> that's what I would pair with. Yeah. But now we're gonna do. This is gonna be a nightmare because I don't know how we're gonna get get how Jonesy and I are gonna figure out Bob Hoss. No, no Christina, Christina Ricci and Sh- um, Sharon Stone. Six. Degrees. I already figured it out. But do you of want course me to you get did. You guys? Are you kidding me? Are you Did shocked? Did you really? Tony? I'm not shocked. shocked. I wonder, Jonesy, if we're ever going to get one or if it's always going to be Bryn that gets have, it and figures it out. I came close once. Once? <laughs> I haven't come close at all. You haven't Do even, I even made try? An effort. No. No. You could try. Go ahead, Bryn. Give it okay, to us. Give it so to us. So, Christina Ricci was in Adam's Family with Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston was in um, The Life Aquatic or Royal Tenenbaums with Bill Murray. Bill Murray was in Groundhog's Day with Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell was in The Muse with Sharon Stone. What movie was Sharon Stone? The Muse. I Never heard of it. used to love that movie, The Muse. I love that movie. We should Where watch she it. Plays the she plays The Muse. She plays a Hollywood writer, right? Sharon Stone is a yeah. muse. We should, we should watch uh, it. And The Royal Tenenbaums. I love with um, The Finger, The Wooden Finger. Yeah. <laughs> love <laughs> it. Wooden finger. 
Yes, yes. I love it. But that is mermaids, everybody. Yeah. That was that was a good one. I wish we had more time to unpack more of this. No. Oh man, but it was it's a great, great film. Everybody go watch mermaids. I mean, the cast alone. Come on. I highly recommend it, even with all Very my good. problems. Yes. We tell so, them what we're watching yeah, next week. So next week is Bryn's pick. What are we watching, Bryn? And I, I pick I'm Total super- Recall, bitches. <laughs> the original. Total the recall. Tony and more I more than will- one. Yeah, there's two. Yeah. Well, Tony we and know. I will recall that this was a great movie. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see what Lena thinks. <laughs> I'm excited for this because we had Me picked too. this and I was like, I love this film. Tony, let's do our grades? our grades. Okay. Yeah. I would give it a solid. I from what I remember, because it's been a long time since I watched the original. I'm gonna give it a B. Solid I'm also B. going to give it a B. Okay. So, yes. Why are you guys making me watch a film that's a B film? B films are um, good too. It's really fun. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hopefully enjoy it. What do you think this is about, Jonesy? Um. I honestly have no clue. I know that this film and the one with Harrison Ford that came out around the same time, I always confuse as the same movie. Okay. So what do you think Total Recall's about? I honestly have no fucking clue. Like I have no guesses. Wow. Okay. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, I pulled up the cover right now and it's like, just an eyeball not a thought is coming into your Nothing's head Nothing's coming would, into your nothing. head get ready I mean, for the ride of your life Tag i guess line. that he is gonna remember shit that he doesn't want to remember maybe past live shit because it's total <laughs> recall like i honestly have no fucking clue what this movie i am is gonna not. be very That's curious really to see yeah jonesy's reaction to this film to total recall. this it. one has arnold schwarzenegger in we're it, giving right? yes. yeah we're giving it a b but it's like it's a rite of passage yeah, everyone yeah. has to watch total recall it's cheesy but it's amazing like you're you're gonna like it this is the same thing with the harrison ford movie that came out around the same time right and it had the chick from the mask I don't remember no. that Harrison Ford. Anybody? Movie. No. Are you talking know. about regarding Henry? No. Regarding it was another. Henry is nothing like Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yes, Total Recall is the next film which we are going to watch next week. But how do people find us, Jonesy? Blade Runner. I confuse Blade Runner Sean and Young, yeah. this movie yep, Sean as Young. being yeah. the same movie. Also, I've not seen either one. Blade Runner, Blade Runner's on the list. So people can find us where, Jonesy? Give them our Instagram and all that. Film Springer on IG, and that's literally F-I-L-M-S-P-R-I-N-G-A. We are also at filmspringa at gmail.com if you want to send us an email because you're old school like that. And eventually, uh, we might be on Twitter. Um, We're also on Facebook at, you can find us at filmspringa, same spelling. There's no (laughs) one else who has our name. Yes. And leave a review, a comment. It helps us out a lot wherever you get podcasts and all of that good stuff. And you can see us on YouTube every Thursday night at 8 p.m. We record live. So if you miss the podcast 
or you want to watch our beautiful faces, you can see us there. But that is it for us, and we will see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.